up, everybody? Cool, glad to hear it. Um, all right, so I am sitting here in the RAQ studio uh, in sweatpants and a sweatshirt. It's awesome. It has been a cozy day to a cozy week. It's been nice and cozy, let me tell you. Um, but it's much needed because I had a interesting, to say the least, um, and mostly terrible experience this past weekend that was the very opposite of cozy. Let me tell you about it. So, get the mic adjusted here. All right, there we go. All right, so I'm part of the ORC here at UW Lacrosse. Um, it is the outdoor recreational community. Um, so we all live up in Eagle, and we go on a bunch of different trips sponsored by the OC, which is the Outdoor Connection. Um, it's part of the Eagle Rec Center. Um, so I have done a, a whole bunch of those trips this year, and the most recent one was to the Superior Hiking Trail. Um, a couple hours north of Duluth, uh, if you know where Lutzen Ski Resort is, uh, we actually went through there, and at one point took a gondola down the mountain, so that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a terrible, terrible experience. Um, let me break it down for you. First poor decision made by the group was on our way up there, um, I, I don't think we left until about 3.30, um, and it was about, about a six hour drive up there. Because um, it's a ways north and in a different state, so it takes a bit. Um, anyways, as we were going up there, we decided to stop in Duluth and get our last meal, you know? Because uh, we wanted to hit the trail with a lot of nutrients and calories in our body, uh, which, was a, which was a good choice. The poor choice was voting on Indian food. And that's right, everybody. We decided to get Indian food before hitting the trail where we would have no bathrooms for the next, what, I don't know, 48 hours, I think. Yeah, it was from Friday night through, through the day Sunday, I believe. So um, the, the plan after getting this Indian food was to go to the trailhead, walk about a half mile to the first campsite, and then we would, uh, you know, keep hiking from there. Um, I think the initial plan was to do seven miles on Saturday, and then another five on Sunday. So uh, we started that plan strong with Indian food. So um, I would tell you what I got, but I don't remember the names of any of the food. It was all, um, I think one of them was Samalina, Samadas, Samalitas, I don't know. Um, all of it was like deep fried stuff. It all resembled falafel to me. Um, a lot of chickpea going on, as the Indians uh, do. Curry, of course, and chickpeas. Um, yeah, I could have got lamb, but the place was kind of expensive and I broke. So we went with the curry and chickpea deep fried um, things. I got the sample platter. So. I think now I can consider myself an expert in the uh, Indian cuisine as I've had a lot of variety of it. Um, anyway, so, yeah, Indian food, bad choice, no toilets. So we get to the trailhead, and we decide that it's kind of cold and it's really dark. It's about 10.30 at night. Let's just set up mocks in the parking lot and just chill there for the night. So that's what we did, um, and it was fine. It was great. I set up my mock. I got an underquilt. Mm, fancy. Um, everybody else had sleeping pads that they would just kind of put in their mock to line their mocks, protect them from that underflow, that undercurrent a little bit, keep them warm. I, uh, I've got a nice, nice underquilt that I got as a gift. Um, it was amazing. I had a perfect little cocoon stretch out across a uh, cross-country skiing path, um, like a hundred yards away from the parking lot. So we we set up our rain flies. We have heard that it's going to start raining at some point during the night, and we, we've heard that there's going to be scattered showers on Saturday. So we're prepared for that. Um, so we set up our stuff, and we go to sleep. Some people slept terribly. I slept great. It was awesome. Very cozy. I had my nice little cocoon. It was warm. 
it was peaceful, and it didn't rain a drop all night. You guys are probably thinking, wow, Indian food and a nice nap? What is this guy complaining about? Let me tell you. I'm complaining about the fact that as soon as we woke up, we ate breakfast, and as we started taking our, uh, you know, our mocks and our rain flies down, it started to pour. It started to rain. Cats and dogs, you guys. And all of our stuff got a little bit wet. Sleeping bags, damp. Hammocks, moist. Rain flies, slick. We shoved it all in our bags. Everything's a little damp. Not too bad, though. Nothing too bad. I can't complain too much. What I can't complain about, however, is the fact that it then did not stop raining until, well, until the trip ended. And again, let me tell you about it. So, we start walking. We start walking our planned seven-mile stint. It is beautiful up there, just north of Superior and Duluth. Uh, the, the leaves are changing. They're in peak change right now. Beautiful reds, yellows. The maple forests were just gorgeous. Unfortunately, all of the overlooks um, didn't produce many good views because the whole land was so covered with a dense fog that you could not see more than probably 10 yards away from you. So while you were walking through the trees, you could see the leaves of the trees nearest to you, but if you were on an overlook expecting to see a beautiful view of Lake Superior and the rolling orange and red hills set ablaze by the pigments of the leaves, you were screwed. You couldn't. It was just fog and rain, and it was 40 degrees. Side note, I somehow forgot a rain jacket when I moved into college, so I didn't have one of those. I was using a, uh, a, a windbreaker that I had been using uh, for the past couple you know, camping trips that I've been on, and I was actually on two other backpacking trips this year with the ORC, um, and it rained on both of those as well, but a typical rain shower. One lasted not more than 15 minutes, and then it cleared up. The other one was a little spotty. You know, we got a couple of rain showers here and there. But again, 15, 20 minutes, you get a break. Maybe it rains more. Maybe it doesn't. Well, here, there was no break. There wasn't a rain jacket, and everything is already a little bit moist. And there's Indian food settling into our large intestines. Now, as we continue walking, it continues to rain. The rain gets harder, and then it slows down, becomes more of a mist, and then it gets harder again, and it just keeps going like this, an endless, vicious, dampening and freezing cycle. As we walk along the trail, more and more people start to start, uh, you know, slipping, slipping and sliding. Um, I think there were probably three or four people on the trip who were wearing, like, tennis shoes, like running shoes. Um, I felt little sympathy when they slipped, because... Get some hiking shoes. I mean, come on. You're going. You're about to. You're about to hike 16 miles up and down with like a lot of rocks and roots. I mean, the Superior Hiking Trail is known to be a little bit trippy, um, and it's. Yeah, I mean, it is. I almost rolled my ankles a couple times, and I had some nice hiking shoes on. So just like, yeah. I mean, for those of you thinking about backpacking, just get yourself some nice hiking shoes. Um, if you want to like trail run and go a little bit faster, or if you're ultralating. You could maybe uh, pass on like the ankle support, but I would advise, um, as an expert, I would advise getting some high ankle support, hiking boots, so to speak. Um, they'll help you a lot, especially on trails like the Superior Hiking Trail. So continuing, uh, we keep hiking. I think we make it about five to six miles. Um, we also did an extra scenic loop right away that produced nothing of scenery because, like I said, it was so foggy and rainy. Um, you couldn't really even look up at the trees around you because you had to focus so much on your feet and not tripping or slipping um, or kicking the person in front of you, maybe, because sometimes they just stop, you know? They'd be, uh, you know, you'd get to dip in the path and they just stop right in front of you. Unbelievable. You run into them. Just fine. That's how the trailer goes. Um, anyway, so, you know, we keep walking, getting wetter and wetter. You can feel the water starting to seep into your clothes, past your rain jacket or your windbreaker, if you're me, um, through your pack cover, which I also didn't have. You know what? 
Yeah, no, let me tell you about that. When I bought my pack from REI, the rep told me, she looked me in the eye, and this lady, this woman told me, you know, this is a nice bag. You probably actually don't really even need a rain cover for it because it's designed to be airtight, see? It's called the Deuter Ultralight Airtight. So rain doesn't really get into it. Of course, you know, I would advise you to get a rain cover just in case, but, you know, and of course she's leaving out the fact that the rain covers at REI are like $50. $50. I'm broke. I'm already buying the $300 bag this lady's selling me. I'm not going to buy a $50 rain cover after she tells me, this thing's airtight. Okay? Now, I've hiked a lot of miles with this backpack. I've been on a lot of day trips with it, a lot of, you know, one or two night overnights, and then I did a bit of a through hike this summer, like I was telling you guys about uh, the other week in Colorado. And never has water broken the wall, gotten through the airtight seal of this backpack, this $300 airtight seal. But let me tell you, eight hours of straight rain will, in fact, break the airtight seal. You will notice that all of your possessions are at the very least moist, damp, sopping wet in my case. Um, but let me continue. By the time we got out to lunchtime, I'm starving. Most people are starving. That Indian food, surprisingly sitting fine for me. For others, not so much. We make it to the Lutzen uh, Chateau, the lodge, uh, where, they, where they have bathrooms. So we're like, yes, you know, we got bathrooms, running water. We can fill up our water bottles. Yeah, no, we didn't get any, any running water. It was just pit toilets, but they were clean. It was just clean, nice pit toilets at Luton. Um, yeah, so, I don't know if you knew that, Luton. Yeah, you should probably, like, get some water up in there, because it would be really nice for the backpackers <laughs> and for the, I'm sure the skiers would appreciate it, too. Look at those pit toilets. What is this? Um, anyways, so, by the time we get there to get some lunch, um, get out of the rain for a little while in, like, the little lunch, lunch eating area, um, we start taking things out of our packs, and I notice that my sleeping bag is already wet. Parts of it are dry, but a lot of it's already wet. Oh, well. It's a down sleeping bag. They're supposed to insulate you even when it's, you know, wet. So, fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, we have, for lunch, vegetable hummus wraps, which is fine. I'm not complaining about vegetable hum hummus wraps. You know, they're good. They're tasty. But, I mean, they don't really give you that many calories, I don't think. Are they really that sustaining hummus wraps after walking however many miles, six, seven, in the rain and cold, carrying 40 pounds plus on your back? Not to mention all of the wet layers you have on you. You get hummus wraps for nourishment and some water. Luckily, they did have a uh, like a drink fountain, like a pop fountain there, and we were able to fill up our water bottles there. So we got a water refill. We did. Um, I don't know how they can have running water of that thing and not to the sinks in the bathroom or the toilets, for God's sake. Um, but they don't. It's pit toilets and a pop machine. So we continue. We take the gondola down the mountain from the Lutzen Chateau, and we begin to continue our trek. There's only about a mile left of the campsite we're thinking about stopping at, but just before we leave, the leaders decide to take a vote. Hey, guys. You know, I know the conditions are bad. You guys are doing great. You know, you're being troopers. But, you know, is there any way any of you would maybe want to go a little bit farther today? so that tomorrow, Sunday morning, we only have a couple miles to walk, and we can get back earlier, because it's a six-hour drive. And it was a unanimous vote. Like, yeah, let's do it. Let's keep pushing. Let's, uh, let's have a short hike tomorrow. So we start going, and it starts raining even harder. The morning rain was nothing compared to the after-lunch rain. It gets harder, and everything gets wetter. Everything gets heavier. With every step, you can feel the pants clinging to your legs. You can feel that cold water clinging everywhere on your body. But luckily, thank God, my shoes are still dry. Well, not for long. As we continue, we begin to descend, and we get near a river, and we start following this river. 
Well, the water of the river is already high, and it's continuing to pour, and all of the water rushing down the mountains around us is filling up the little path that we are on. We begin to meet sections that are just, they look like little ponds. It looks like the, the path just goes right into a pond. The thing is, these ponds usually have little boardwalks going over them. The problem was, the water was so mucky that you couldn't see the sunken boards. So you had to just very carefully walk straight into the water and kind of feel around with your feet for the boards. And if you did it right, you could kind of, you know, play Jesus and just walk right across the water. However, if the board tilted at all or sank deeper in any point, you would most likely lose your footing and find everything up to your knee sunk into a pit of cold, cold mud. Um, and that happened to me twice. Happened to everybody else probably twice. And it happened to this one girl, um, you know, over her entire body. She fell in. She fell into the mud. And she sank for a second before getting out. Um, needless to say, the party was then held up for a couple minutes while she changed pants. That's reasonable. That's reasonable. But as she walked across the next part, those pants also got destroyed. So everybody is completely soaked now, head to toe. Those guys with their rain jackets, their fancy rainproof rain covers on their backpacks, they're not helping anymore. I feel less bad because everybody's soaked. Everybody is just as soaked, if not more so, maybe, probably not though, than I am. We continue. Later, we only have, I think, three miles left in this total of like 15, 16 mile hike, uh, including that first loop that we did. Um, and they take another vote. All right, guys. We only have about two to three miles left. It's about four o'clock. Everybody's freezing. Do you guys want to camp here, eat some hot food, and then just, you know, mock up for the night? Or do you want to keep going? Unanimous vote to keep going. Another vote. Do you guys want to eat here? No. No. No, we don't. Unanimous vote to get the heck out of Dodge get back to those nice warm cars and just drive home. Just get us out of this hellhole, please. It is so cold and so wet, guys. We need to get out of here. This is me largely, largely convincing the people that we need to leave because I know that if I go to sleep in my soaked mock, soaked underquilt and soaked... What, uh, what else is there? Sleeping bag. In my soaked clothes, of which I don't have any dry ones to change into, I'm going to wake up frozen solid, probably dead, not going to lie. I, I'm not sure I would have made it through the night. It was going to get down to like 29 or 30, and everything was soaked. Uh, I don't think it would have turned out well. Um, but other people were in the same boat, the same icicle. So we uh, we decided to keep going. So we pushed through the next three miles. A couple miles before this, it got to the point where even the movement, even the hiking and uh, increased heart rate failed to keep you warm. It was just cold all the way around and there was nothing that you could do about it. My, I had long johns and jeans on. My jeans were so weighted down by the water that they were constantly falling down but I could not pull them up. I could not pull them up guys. The, like the friction between the wet long johns and the wet jeans made it impossible to pull them up. So I was just walking around sagging like a gangsta and I could not, for the life of me, pull my pants up. Every ten steps, I'd be stopping and violently jumping and hoisting my pants, desperately trying to get them somewhere above my, my butt, and I just couldn't. I could not. They were riding in my thighs, and eventually I just learned to accept that. Whoever was behind me got a nice long drawn view. No regrets. I could not get my pants up. I am sorry. It was too wet. Too cold. Anyways, we make it back to the vans. Upon arriving at the parking lot, we meet three nice guys who claim that they... I don't even know, sorry. Anyway, long story short, they need a ride. They need a ride to Lutzen, which is not where we parked. Uh, we crossed Lutzen on our trail a couple miles into it. We parked at a different trailhead. Um, they need a ride back to their car, though. There were also some hikers. They left their tent, like, out in the woods somewhere. I don't know. I can't remember why they left their gear, but they needed a car. Um, apparently they had called some people who couldn't, so they called the cops for a ride, and the cops refused to give it to them. So now they were asking us, and our wonderful leaders offered them some help. 
He said, okay, guys, we're going to drive back to the, or the, the first trailhead and get the other van because we had two, you know, one at the end, one at the start, so that we have enough space to put all your bags and fit all you guys in these vans. Um, and on the way, we're going to drop this guy off, okay? Should take about 15, 20 minutes. So we're like, okay, okay, no, we can wait that long. Everybody's dead. Everybody's completely sore, completely, you know, it's getting overstated at this point, but we're all wet and we're cold and we're sore, okay? We're done. We're just stiff, like people standing around in a circle, kind of trying to make small talk with each other, but it's really just too cold to even do that. So we're just sitting there, we're standing there in silence, too afraid to sit down because we're never going to stand back up if we do. So we wait. Ten minutes go by. Twenty minutes go by. Thirty. Forty. An hour. An hour fifteen. An hour and a half goes by, guys. At this point, two people have sat down. They're laying down. Their eyes are closed. They're unresponsive. They don't answer when we talk to them. Give one of them a kick. Did not respond. We're like, oh boy. Two other people went walking down the road because there were some houses nearby, trying to knock on the doors, ask if we could get in. Temperature's about 36 degrees. We're all completely soaked to the core, already wet, been outside all day. I don't think I've ever shivered so hard for so long in my life. We're just standing there, waiting. At this point, we start to think, they got in a car accident. They're dead. We're on our own. we got to figure this out. Um, cars keep driving by. we got a guy up on the up on the road waiting for... You know, when cars go by, he yells, Car! This is it, this is them. Oh, wait. Wait. No, no, it's not them. Car! Car! Guys, car! Never mind. Never mind, not them. Wait, 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 wait. This is it, this is it. This is them, this is the van. This is the van. And then it was, you know, eventually. Eventually it was. It was the van. And we got in. Um, and at first, we were angry. We were like, what, what took so long? Why did it take you guys so long to get here? An hour and a half? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You said 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Not an hour and a half. 90 minutes, 15 minutes. What don't you understand about time estimation, Mr. Trip Leader? Um, but as soon as we got on the roads, we understood why. The fog at this point was so dense that as you drove, you could barely see the sidelines keeping you on the road. You couldn't see more than 15 feet in front of you with your lights, with the glare. Um, you know, so I gave him a pass. All right, fine. You can see why it took this long. Newton's a little out of the way. Took you a while to drive. I don't know, about an hour and a half, but okay. Okay, fine. So, we ended up pulling up to a little general store and proceeding to destroy the bathrooms there, trying to change into somewhat dry clothes. Everybody was just mud-soaked shoes, mud-soaked pants. I felt so bad. I was the last person in the men's, and I tried to clean up the floor with some paper towels a little bit because there was just so much mud, but I don't know, man. I mean, I don't, I don't think I did that great of a job. Oh, well. I mean, they got mops. We apologize. And the dude seemed cool. Um, cool enough, at least. Um, yeah, so, I don't know, this one guy lent me a shirt, so I had something kind of dry on my upper half, and uh, the only extra clothes that I brought was a pair of jeans and some socks, and the jeans were wet from, like, the knee down, but above that, you know, the thighs were okay, so I, it's better than my completely soaked pants that I have on. So I change, and we, uh, we get in the car, crank the heat, stop at some Mickey D's on the way back, um, and the six hours ended up going pretty quickly. So, that's my story. Got home, or, you know, to the dorm at about 2.30 a.m. My roommate was still awake. Thank God, didn't have to wake him up. Um, threw all my stuff in the shower and went to sleep. Just in case you were wondering what I did when I got back. So, yeah, that's, that's how it went. That's why I am taking this week easy and staying cozy. Because uh, I was not cozy for a decent amount of time straight there this last weekend. And it was, uh, it was awful. It was nice, so it was a good experience, and glad I did it, because I tell you what, now, there will be no backpacking trip, I don't think. At least no one to two night backpacking trip that seems as bad as that one. Knock on wood. There is some wood here. So it counts. Anyway, so there's that.
Uh, let's see what I got planned here for tonight. See you guys. Okay. Alright, so yeah. I guess from there, backpacking. I have a couple things written about backpacking outside of just this experience. Um, first of all, it's a goal of mine to backpack through Europe. I think that would be super dope. Super cool. You can see so many different cool things, so many different like landscapes, so many beautiful pieces of like history. I mean, you gotta think in Europe, like there can't be a square inch of earth that hasn't been stepped on in Europe at some point or another. You know what I mean? Like so many people have been there for so, so long in like dense populations. Um, I mean, I guess that's, you know, cool. That's interesting. Um, yeah, so anyways, while I was like thinking about this, I was like, you know, what if I found some like good backpacking through Europe stories that I could, that I could tell on, you know, the podcast, on the radio show. Um, so I tried to look for them, and I failed. There's like not a lot of just ready of, readily available, you know, short stories about backpacking through Europe, um, that are remotely funny, or, you know, uniquely interesting. Instead, there's books that you can buy on Amazon about how to do it and how to plan your trip. But I'm not interested in that. <coughs> not for this radio show, at least. So instead, I just uh, found this one guy who travels all over the world, um, and he wrote a book called... I didn't write it down, so I'm going to win the book name. I, it was like, How to Plan the Greatest Trip of Your Life, A Backpacker's Guide to the World. Or like something like that. It was like, that's like probably 70% correct or so. Um, so, yeah, anyways, he, he was on a couple different shows um, and a couple different, like, you know, magazine uh, interviews, and this was one of them. They asked him a couple questions. Um, so one of them was like, what was some of the craziest food that you've tried traveling in the world? And I thought this was nuts. He, his response was, the first time that I went to Vietnam, I had an 11-course snake banquet. The first course was its still beating heart in a shot of its own blood. Holy crap. That is some hardcore stuff right there. That's nuts. A still beating snake heart? And you just slurp that down? You can feel the beating in your throat as it goes down? In its own blood? What? What are you thinking, Vietnam? Ah, man. Anyways, he then goes on to say, The second time I went to Vietnam, I tried to step it up a little. Step it up a little? What's the matter with you, dude? You took a shot of a beating snake heart, and you're going to step it up a little? I had a fertilized chicken embryo, which was surprisingly tasty. I still, I mean, fertilized chicken embryo. I mean, most vegans think that eggs are fertilized chicken embryos, so I don't know if you can really call that all that special, Mr. Man here. But, um, you know, okay, oh well. Um, and a dog, which was also surprisingly tasty. I don't think dogs are weird, dude. I mean, like, yeah... Their man's best friend. Yeah. Everybody in America loves dogs and, you know, wants a dog companion. And it's so messed up to eat dogs, but... I mean, like, it... It is like a... There's got to be some meat on a dog, right? Can't be that bad. I mean, a beating snake heart or dog. I mean, like, I might do the beating snake heart just to say that I've done it, you know? Just as, like, just for the experience. But as far as hardcore foods go, I mean, I don't think you can call dog a step up from a beating snake heart. I mean, jeez. Fertilized chicken embryo? It's basically just a chicken nugget, dude. Let's face it. Um, okay, so yeah, then another question I asked. This is also pretty funny. What is the weirdest single, like, person, the single weirdest person that you have met on your travels? Now that one, I can answer, he says. What, like, you couldn't answer the weirdest food? What with dog and embryos and beating snake hearts? Anyways, he can answer this one, I guess. In Arambal, India, I once met a guy called Baba Mango. Father Mango, in parentheses. He was shrouded in myth and legend, but apparently he had been living in a tree hut out in the middle of the forest nearby, ten kilometers away, for the past twenty years of his life. He 
would come down only once every other week to sell mushrooms that he collected in the forest, most of which were of the psychedelic variety, to buy supplies for the forest. And then he would return to his hut. What he did there, no one really knows. I mean, that's just weird, isn't it? In Arambol, India. Yeah, man, I don't know. I, I had some Indian food on this last trip, and uh, if I lived in India, I might be living out in a hut just enjoying the nature and collecting mushrooms, too. You know, maybe. I don't know. Population's pretty dense there. Maybe the guy just wants to get away. She needs some alone time. Baba Mingo. I mean, if he's been living out there for the past 20 years, he's got to be kind of old, too, right? He's probably just sick of the dense population. Smelling crap all over the place. I, okay, okay. I'm generalizing India a little bit. I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, I, I did look around as far as the backpacking across the world goes, and everybody complained about the smell there. I'm just saying, maybe living in the forest is not so bad. Anyways, that's that guy's experiences. And you heard a little bit of mine. So we're going to move on from the whole travel and uh, backpacking business here. Let's see what we got for movie releases. we got some good ones coming up, guys. A couple that I'm really excited for. First of all, we got Zombieland Double Tap. They are making a sequel to Zombieland a decade or so after the first one came out. It's got Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone... Um, it's a comedy about zombies written by the same people as Deadpool. I mean, it's going to be pretty funny. That sounds pretty good. It's going to be fantastic. That comes out on October 18th, so in... When is that? A little less than two weeks, week and a half? Not this Friday, but next Friday. So that's cool. Um, and then The Irishman. This one looks good. It is yet another crime thriller slash drama with Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. I mean, what more could you want? Um, it's about this Irish dude who worked for a crime family um, kind of organization. Uh, and it's him, I guess, reflecting on like all of the crap that he has done. You know, all the hits he's carried out, all the things he's done. I don't know. What do you do working for a crime family? Hits is the only thing I can think of. Anyway, it reflects on that stuff, and then about the de uh, his involvement in the disappearance of his close friend, Al Pacino. You know, insert the name of the character that Al Pacino plays there. Um, anyways, it's a biographical, bio, biographical, so it's true stuff, guys. Should be really good. Um, Rotten Tomatoes is saying it is. Same for, uh, just kidding, uh, Rotten Tomatoes hasn't, hasn't, uh, bothered with Zombieland yet. Anyways, that comes out on November 1st. The Irishman. Um, and then we got the new Terminator coming out. I am honestly not sure how they keep making them, but when a franchise makes money, you keep squeezing it until there is absolutely nothing left. Isn't that right, Disney? Um, anyways, Terminator's going for it. It's called Dark Fate. It comes out November 1st as well, alongside another one called Harriet. Gonna be honest, I did not even click on this to read the description, but I'm assuming that it's about Harriet Tubman because I heard a couple weeks back that there was a movie coming out about her, um, and it's called Harriet, and the cover was like um, an African American woman with what looked to be like a gun, and looked pretty pretty serious, pretty badass. So I think I think that must be what it's about. So that sounds pretty good too. Um, Rotten Tomatoes rated it pretty well. That comes out November 1st, like I said. Um, and then we got a, a horror flick coming out called Doctor Sleep. It's going to be November 8th. And then the movie that you've all been waiting for, Frozen, Frozen 2, the second one. Uh, that's November 22nd. So right around Thanksgiving, get your kids out to see the movie that they're going to be singing along to for the next year and a half of your life. Um, you will not regret it. I promise you. Okay, guys. We're going to go to the next thing on the list here. I'm super excited about this. Um, credit to my, my friend Maxwell for uh, first alerting me of this. I've done some digging since. And, in fact, I have downloaded the PDF um, of what I'm about to describe to you. And it is so cool. 
Um, first of all, I don't know if any of you guys are aware of what role-playing games are. Tabletop role-playing games. Good old classic Dungeons and Dragons. You roll dice. You do stuff in your imagination. And everything about this crazy world is uh, written in books and pieces of paper that you have to read and write on. No electronics. I mean, you can do it with electronics, but that's lame. Um, so it's an old-fashioned kind of thing, guys. And it's amazing. I've been playing since, I think, the fifth grade with buddies of mine um, and my dad. Shout out to dad for being the best dungeon master ever. Um, so we are we are excited about this new thing. You guys know about Wendy's, right? Wendy's, the fast food chain. Well, their Twitter account is bomb. They, they say some hilarious stuff on there. Great Twitter. And now, one of the single coolest marketing campaigns I've ever seen in my life, they made their own tabletop role-playing game called Feast of Legends. They released the Player's Handbook uh, a couple days ago, I think. It's like 100 pages. It has a built-in whole campaign route. It's about 50 pages long. And the rest of it is about character creation. This stuff is insane, guys. Feast of Legends. Go look it up for real. So, so like, basically, in this Feast of Legends... Oh, wait, I thought I had a... Uh, I don't have a description of, like, the game overall. Like, a little anecdote from it, but whatever. So in this game, you create your character, right? Instead of the typical, like, race class sort of thing, there's just orders. There's three major orders, and then there's a bunch of sub-orders for each one. Get it, orders, because it's Wendy's. Haha. <laughs> Anyways, here is Order of the Chicken. Order of the Chicken. Adventurers who are trained in the art of the chicken are often seen as magical, having a connection to otherworldly flavor and a penchant for perfection. Through those who study the art of the chicken, wait a minute. Though those who study the art of the chicken can take many paths, they are all connected to abilities and powers beyond the physical realm. So the order of the chicken is like the mages, guys. Awesome. The subclasses are order of the spicy chicken sandwich, order of the home-style chicken sandwich, order of the grilled chicken sandwich, order of the Asiago Ranch Chicken Club. Mm an order of the chicken nuggets. Now, I did a little bit of reading into this, and chicken nuggets are actually the base item for healing. It's like a healing potion, basically. So the order of the chicken nuggets subclass is like kind of like the cleric. They're like the healers. They just whip out chicken nuggets all over the place and heal those, heal those friendlies up. Yeah, I dropped my pay for one second. All right. All right, next up. Order of the beef. Order of the beef. Training in the art of the beef is rigorous, particularly <laughs> particularly in fresh tovia. While other nations have been known to take shortcuts, fresh tovia warriors do things the right way. The easy path is no path for a true warrior. Beef warriors are strong and resilient and know how to combat the worst of struggles in many ways. Some classes include Order of the Baconator. Order of the Junior Bacon Cheeseburger, Order of the Dave's Double, and Order of the Double Stack. Let me tell you, when I was looking through the player's handbook, the Order of, ah, the, order of the Double Stack, uh, to pick, they had really cool, first of all, they had really cool illustrations in this book. Like, just check it out for the illustrations. They had some cool stuff. Um, looks very classic D&D kind of esque. Um, anyway, the order of the double stack image was just this huge, beefy man, like barbarian type guy, and it just it cracked me up when I was like looking through it. Um, anyways, next major class and the final one is order of the sides. Bet you didn't see that coming. There are still many side paths in the world for those who see things differently than the rest of the realm. Their ways are unique and often needed in a world of sameness. Those who study the art of the sides are the perfect complement to an epic combo. Straight out of a Wendy's advertisement, but still perfect. Some classes include Order of the Frosty, Order of the Chili, Order of the French Fries, Order of the Baconator Fries, and Order of the Baked Potato. Awesome. Item, or like, so like, here, one of the maps, or one of the places in the map of Fresh Tovia includes the French Fry Forest. Great alliteration there. Wendy's, you did a great job. 
the uh, some of the armors. <laughs> the worst armor that you can get is soft buns. <laughs> Just wearing soft buns. Better than nothing, though. Um, better than running around naked. I'd rather have buns on than nothing. Um, and then the best one is just flat out called Biggie Armor. It's the big boy. Biggie Armor. Um, and then spells include things like Crispify. Um, there are traits. I know the, uh, Order of the Dave's Double has a trait called Fresh Never Frozen. Immunity to Cold Damage. Um, and then the leading antagonist of the campaign provided in this book is known as the Ice Jester. And he looks like a clown. Anybody get it? Couldn't maybe be a shout-out to the, uh, to the famous red-haired, yellow-striped-wearing Ronald? Ronald Mickey D? Um... I think they're calling out McDonald's for having the frozen beef, guys. I think that's what Wendy's is getting at by releasing this 100-page role-playing game. They're just trying to throw shade at McDonald's. That's all it is. Let me tell you, this is a brilliant marketing strategy because as I read through this thing, I had to go get food twice. I ate two meals reading this thing, and it only took me like two hours. So, yeah, it makes you hungry for sure. It makes you want some Wendy's, not going to lie. I'm going to be honest with you, I really like Wendy's. You know, it's kind of a... I feel like it's making its like, comeback a little bit, but I feel like it's a little bit of an underrated fast food restaurant. My only complaint is I feel like their buns are kind of dry. Every time I go there, their buns are kind of dry. You know, they kind of fill up your mouth with, like, bun. <laughs> you know, like, kind of dry grain, pasty almost. It's just a little too much, too much bun. Maybe flatten them a little bit, like uh, like Mickey D's. Make them a little bit more buttery, maybe. Butter those buns up. Um, anyway, yeah. So, that's the Feast of Legends Wendy's tabletop role-playing game, everybody. Go out and get that. It's a free PDF that you can just download. And it's super awesome. Super cool. Um, in other news, I lost in my fantasy league. Uh, anyways, um, let's see what I got. Oh, there's one more thing. All right, so one of the best things that you can do here in the cross is to climb the bluffs. Right? There's bluffs around us. The big one is Granddad's, but that's got like a road going up to it. There's like a visitor center at the top, and like the main high points that look really cool are um, usually very populated. And it's a lot less about hiking as it is about like driving up there with your kids and letting them throw a fit while you desperately try to take pictures of the scenery. Um, however, there are some surrounding bluffs that are uh, much more, like, hiking-friendly. So I, try, I get up there a couple times a week, usually, just to hang out, throw some mocks up, you know. Um, but a trend. There's a trend, everybody. A trend that I've noticed and that I don't like, don't like one bit, is that people tend to set their mocks up right in the path Either, like, right next to the path, so you have to walk right by them, or literally, like, over the path, like, across the path. Now, this wouldn't be a big deal. It wouldn't be. I wouldn't care. But college students really like to get it on in their mocks, if you know what I'm saying. So, I mean, like, do you really think it's a great idea to set a mock up right next to the trail or over the trail, and then... <laughs> and then go at it. And then when somebody comes, like, <laughs> no pun intended, when somebody comes up the trail, you know, you're, like, <laughs> like, quickly shifting around and, like, kind of pulling the mock sides up over yourselves so that nobody can see in. I've seen it multiple times as you go walking around. Like, we're just trying to get to a nice spot. Me and my buddies are just trying to get to a nice spot where there's enough trees to set up three or four mocks and watch the sunset, you know, or just to chill up there, listen to some music for a while. But as we walk, it's it's it feels like the walk of shame for us because you know what these people are doing. You know what they're getting up to. And you know that as soon as you go within that 20-foot radius of that mock, you're going to hear that shift, that desperate, sweaty, terrified shift of, I need to cover myself before these people walk by and see us in our mocks. They're, 
Sleep in a palace. These perverts. Just get it off the path. Come on now. Just take it ten feet off the path, okay? There's clearings all over the place because it's a popular spot. Just don't, just don't do it on the path. Come on now. You know, I mean, next time I see it happen, I'm going to say, Yo, we got some snuggles going down over here. I got to get in on some of that, you know? I'm going to hop in there with them. What's up, guys? You got a mock over the path, you better be ready to share it. And, you know, like, I don't know. I, I'm going to be real with you. Some sketchy stuff can go down up at the bluffs. You know, so if you plan on, you know, being a college kid, being a delinquent, going up to the bluffs where you think nobody will be around, just so that you can plagiarize, just keep it off the path. Just keep your plagiarism off the path, you college delinquents, okay? Plagiarizing is bad. And, yeah, I mean, like, just yeah, just keep it off the path, guys. Like, please, please, for the love of all things, literally, just, just, if you want privacy. You want privacy, just don't put your mock-up in the path. It's not that hard. Anyways, that's my rant. Um, I also noticed for the first time today, guys, that there is a little basket here off to the side that says PSAs. So, I'm going to read a PSA, because why not? Alright, so, here's a PSA. Radio Public Service Announcement Student Employment PSA. This is a 30-second PSA, so I guess if I don't finish it in 30 seconds, um, I don't know, I guess they'll probably take me off the air. only makes sense. Um, so here we go. Student employment at UWL. Are you a student struggling financially and in need of a job? Don't have any transportation? Well, look no further. The Federal Work Study and Student Help Programs offer two types of employment opportunities that are available to UWL students. Imagine earning money and not leaving campus. Whoa! These student employment programs allow you to work up to 20 hours a week while classes are in session. If you're interested, contact the UWL Financial Aid Office at 785-8604 and do yourself a great financial favor today. Alright. That was great. That was a great PSA. Um, congrats to whoever wrote that. You did a great job. Um, thank you for those 30 seconds of easy time. What time is it here? Do I got time to play some music? Yeah, well, let's see. I only have, I only have seven minutes left, so... I don't know. I mean, I could. I could, maybe. I have anything else to talk about. I know. How about this? Somebody just call in. Somebody call in. And we'll just... We'll just talk. We'll just chat for a couple minutes. How about that? Because I don't feel like playing music and, like, ending it, because when this ends, it's just going to be music, you know? So let's just uh, let's just talk to some people. All right. Um, let's do it. Okay. So the number is get ready six zero eight seven eight five eight zero eight zero. That is once again six zero eight seven eight five eight zero eight zero. All right. The phone should be ringing off the hook <laughs> any second here. Um, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Maybe uh, maybe call if you have a, a great idea. Have some great, funny things to say. If you do call, try your best not to swear. I've been told that it's the only rule. Just don't just don't swear. I said you could talk about whatever you want, but don't swear. All right. I respect that. Ah, look at that. We got one. Alright, hello. 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 Who is this? This is Kai calling you from Phoenix, Arizona. Why is... Whoa, one second. One second. I don't know why that was playing. Anyways, what's up, Kai? Wait, did you say Arizona? Yeah. Whoa, I've listened... Some listeners down south. Holy crap. Land of the free, baby. Wow. Cool. So, how's the free life down there? It's hot, man. We got 80 degrees today. I hear you're freezing up there. Yeah, yeah, I was freezing up here. It was terrible. 80 degrees, wow. Is that like, 
Is that like hot for down there? Or is it, I feel like that's kind of cool for down there. It's starting to cool down, yeah. Nice, nice. So, uh, so what are you what are you doing and what are you what what's the Arizona all about? What are you doing down there? Uh, not much. I think we got our hikes are finally starting now. Cause, you know, you yeah. can't really go hiking when it's 110. Cool. So, so are you are you like in university right now? Yes, I am. Okay, cool. So, like, do you see, are there like are there like sponsored like kind of through the university like hikes? Uh, no, I think it's just a student group. Oh, okay, cool. There, there is actually a sponsored group, but it's like eighty bucks to join, and that's a ripoff. That does sound like a ripoff. Don't even have equipment. Yeah, I mean, eighty bucks just to walk. I mean, come on. It's ridiculous. It is. That's ridiculous. So, um, so Kai, what you, what you, what you calling for? You got any pressing questions? Good things to talk about? Uh. Or you just wanted to? No. Just plug in for Arizona, the home of the free. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. Come to GCU, like JK. Don't come to GCU. GCU. You're at GCU. What what university is that? Grand Canyon University. Oh, dope. So Private Christian Affordable. Oh, okay. Brian Miller. Okay, cool. So, like, are you like like in the Grand Canyon, or, or just like on it, or near it? No, it's kind of a lie. We're like two hours from the Grand Canyon. Oh wow! I haven't even been there yet. Wow, they lie and they rip you off for hiking. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's really? Kind of, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Well, um, thanks for calling, Kai. It's good to know that I have listeners yeah, no problem. all across I'm, America. I'm sure you've got so many other callers. Uh, thank, thank you. <laughs> I, I'll let you get back to them. Okay, thank you, Kai from Arizona, for that. Bye. But goodbye. Goodbye. You have a good one. Yeah, you too. So, Kai from Arizona, everybody. Cool stuff. Wow. I didn't realize that was a nationwide hit. Oh, look at that. We got another one, boys and girls. All right. Hello. Who is this? Who do I got? Hello. My name's Finn. My name's Finn. Cool. What's, yeah. what's up, Finn? Not much. It's just a nice nice day out. It is. It is. It's, it's a nice... Uh, it's nighttime now. But it's nice. It it's is nice. Right. Yeah. It is. It's nice. Though. It's been cold down there in Lacrosse. Down there. You're up. Are you calling from 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 oh, up north? Yeah. I'm all the way up north. I'm all the way up north. Canada. Holy crap! Where are you in Wisconsin? Uh, no, Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, so are you are you are you like near Duluth and like whatnot? That's that's where I was yeah. last weekend. Where all that crap went down. Yeah, yeah. I listened to that story. No, I'm about two hours north of that. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's like right where we were hiking. Are you near the Superior Hiking Trail? Uh, yeah, we're like like an hour away. It's uh, Ely, Minnesota, if any of y'all know what that is. Ely, okay, yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. Well, cool. Um, wow, another listener listener from pretty far away. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I uh, where you live kind of sucks. From my ex- no, it's what? Fuck you. It's great. Oh, sorry, I can't swear on air, can I? Finn from Ely, you broke the one rule. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good up here in Ely. There's a lot of grouse hunting and squirrel hunting. I just ate a squirrel for my first time. Whoa. If, you, uh, yeah. That's crazy. Was it good? It was amazing. Yeah. You know, I kind of, like, eat around the bones and stuff. What? I don't know. Did you, like, roast it whole? Yeah. Yeah, we did roast it whole. That's insane. Did you, like, did you, like, was it, like, a rotisserie kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, I felt kind of like a hobo, like those movies and stuff, where they're like sitting around a campfire, you know, like taking around. Yeah, that's what I was doing. You know, I heard they're high in cholesterol. Are they? I don't know that. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I I just heard that somewhere. Um, So, like, did you skin it first? Like, did you hunt it? Kill it? Uh, I didn't hunt it. My roommates hunt. I don't have my gun license yet. They shot him with a gun? They shot him with a shotgun. (laughs) And there's a couple of them, yeah. We actually, we had one, we had four of them, but one of them was so, like, destroyed by the shotgun that we just, like, we couldn't use it. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, I was gonna say, when you said shotgun, I was like, yeah, how's there, how's there anything left of a squirrel after a shotgun? Holy crap. Yeah, most of them were far enough away because, like, bird shot, that it was, like, good enough. Same with a grouse, but some of them, some of them just hit, and they just, Wow, I'm they, done for them, you know? Yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah, you guys go hard up in Ely. Yeah, dude. That's how we spend our time. There's nothing but, uh, you know, we drink, we smoke, and we hunt. 
<laughs> there, you, there you go. There you go. Um, the, are you are you in university right now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. First year. Okay, nice. Yeah, so am I. So there's uh, there you go. The university dream: drink, smoke, and eat squirrel. <laughs> yeah. All the time. Um. Yeah. Wow. I think you. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I think you topped the Vietnamese guy who was talking about dog. You know. I, mean, I don't know. I yeah, dog. Dog. I can see, but I don't know. Snake. Heart, yeah. Bloodshot, yeah, that was pretty metal. That was pretty metal, yeah. I don't know if you topped that, but you top his apparent step up with dog, I think with a, a roasted squirrel fresh out of the woods. Um, yeah. That's awesome. I would love to try some squirrel after your uh, your amazing review of it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It really is. It's kind of like chicken. I feel like it's said a lot, but... Yeah. Wow, chicken. Yeah. I, I was just about to ask that. Like, I've never tried rodent... I don't know if it would taste like like chicken or beef or, or I don't know, maybe pork. Yeah, I think it's closest to like a chicken. Yeah, chicken. Makes sense. You know, smaller amount of meat. Probably pretty lean. Was it like pretty chewy? Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, very. Okay, yeah. You don't really get a whole lot of like big bites of just meat. It's all like picking around stuff. Yeah. I'm imagining it like the uh, like the crawdads of mammals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we also, yeah, we crawfish a lot up here too. That's awesome. You guys eat those too? Yeah. That's so cool. That's awesome. Um, you have to send me a care package of squirrels and crawfish one of these days. Um, I'll send it straight to the uh, the your new station. Yeah, radio perfect. station. Straight to RAQ Radio uh, here in La Crosse on campus. We're at the Wings Technology Center. Um, you know, I can I can plug the address next week or something maybe because uh, <coughs> definitely down to get some squirrel. Definitely going to eat some crawfish and some squirrel. Um, all right, well, Finn from Ely, thank you so much for calling. Um, yeah, of course. I think that about does it for my time. So I think that you were a amazing uh, last caller, maybe. If somebody calls, like, as soon as you get off the line, I might take another one. Um, however, I think that about does it. So thank you so much for calling in and telling us about your squirrel-eating adventures. Yeah, of course. Everyone listening, have a great night. Stay safe. Thank you, thank you, Finn, for me. Yeah, of course, we of course. Will. Yeah, you too. All right, that was cool. Finn from Ely eats squirrels, and we got Kai from Arizona listening to this radio show for some reason. Um, so, yeah, if there's a, I don't give it like ten seconds, ten fifteen seconds. If there's another caller, we'll. Uh, We'll take, oh, wow, look at that. There is another one. This is fun. I'll have to do this more. All right, hey, what's up? You're on the air. Who I got? Hey, this is Garrett. Yo, Garrett, where are you, where are you, where are you calling from? Oh, I'm in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Cambridge, Massachusetts. Wow. Yeah. A nation Harvard. of listeners. Harvard. Are you, uh, are you, you're, you're a university at Harvard? Nice. You know, I gotta say, I've never called into radio before. Really? First off, there is quite the delay. Yes. Like, I didn't even think about that. And then I was listening to, like, I have to, sh like, turn this off. That was annoying. You know, like, wait, yeah. wait, I want to listen to myself now. Okay, that's reasonable. Oh, that's weird. That, yeah. No, but, uh, second, you have such, this is my first time listening. Yeah. You, know, okay. you have okay. such a connection to your audience. Oh, it, it seems like we've known each other for years, you know. Yeah. Um I would agree. Uh Garrett from Harvard, Massachusetts. I would uh I would agree. I like to make sure that my um that my listeners all feel personally um you know, cared for, um and mm. deeply uh emotionally touched by my uh radio voice. I think mm, that it's it. yeah, I think it's an important part of um you know, talking over the airwaves. Um, cool. So, uh, are you, are you, uh, are you a first year in Harvard? Uh, no, this is my eighth year, actually. I'm getting a doctorate. Oh, a doctorate. Very interesting. Wow. In, um, in, in what, in what field? Uh, gender studies. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm taking a women and gender studies class right now, actually, here in La Crosse. Um, oh, really, man? Yeah. Oh, I have got stories for you. And let me say, the job market out there is crazy. You should honestly switch your major. Yeah, I mean, I, I bet there's so many, so many activist protests right now. I bet I could get a job on one of those real quick. No, yeah, it pays great. 
Um, also, I, I wanted to talk on the topic of shooting small animals and shredding them. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm an avid duck hunter myself, all right? Okay, okay. And I have quite the experience, one, with exotic meats. Wow. Like, especially of the aviary type. Two, with gross, dead, small animals, you know. We've shot little squirrels with pellet guns, and it's like, well, you know, shoot, what do we do with this now? We just got this bloody squirrel here. Right. I mean, we've never eaten the thing. That's gross. That's Finn, gross. Um, well, please. yeah, Finn from you, he says it's awesome. You said I will awesome. believe it when I try it. All right, well, but you'll have to... uh duck is supreme, let duck. me tell you. Okay, okay. Yeah, especially... So you've got the crummy ducks, right? Like the wood ducks, and the littler ones... You, Never eat like a, the, the swimmer ducks or, you know, or like teal. Those are kind of gross and chewy. You've got the higher tier ducks, which are the bigger, beefier ones, right? Okay, like okay. you got mallards. Mallards, all right, all right. So you're saying don't eat the wood ducks and don't eat the children? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I mean, as far as consuming other living creatures goes, you usually don't eat the children. Okay. People that, who yeah. eat veal all the time... I don't know why. I think that's a little strange. Yeah, I agree. It's a little strange. Yeah, I, I, and, I mean, there's certain... It, oh, geez, but you go too big. Oh, no, like yeast? That's that's honestly really gross. It gets oh, yeah. dry, it, it's chewy, it's tough. You know, I'm glad you I brought... I mean, you drown anything in enough mayo or something, you know, gross, like... A oh, yeah. condiment or whatever, it'll taste fine. Oh yeah, ranch dressing is my uh, my preferred condiment. Drown anything in that, and it'll be fantastic. That is so true. Yeah, um, I'm glad that you brought geese up because I actually have a burning hatred for geese. I have no interest in eating them, but um, I think it's safe to say that I don't stop for geese. And if I had a shotgun, I would use it on geese here and there. Yeah, Dan, what do you? Sorry, what do you got against geese? Um, they. I don't like the way they strut around. I don't like the way that they step in front of my car and just expect me to stop for them. I don't like the way that they hiss. Yeah, they hiss and they chase you and they honk all the time. Um, I don't like the way that they fly in V's. I think that they should fly in more of like a more of like a square maybe or a circle. Um, ah, a superior shape. Yes. Um, I just I don't like I don't like the way their feathers look I think that other bird feathers are better um, and I don't like the way that they just swim around when you're trying to fish or just look at a lake all peaceful like um, and they just get in the way of that panoramic beautiful view oh that's true I mean you got things like swans you know yes yeah like those are they're those pretty. are great all right they're beautiful the geese yeah, are not and, uh, like geese are just geese man yeah. and uh, I've had I've like, I've never hit a goose with my car, but I've had geese hit my car, I think, two or three times now. One time wow. I was parked there and the thing flew into my car. It, they're, they're big, dumb, and mean, you know, especially when they yeah. have children. Exactly, exactly. I think if a goose hits your car, you have, you know, a, a right, to say the least, to hit a goose with your car, I think. <laughs> the equivalent exchange? Yeah, I mean, it only makes sense, right? Fair is fair. Oh, yeah, roadkill dinner. Exactly, exactly. And we've, brother. we've heard that roadkill is, is great tonight. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you do hit something with your car, um, just don't leave it there. Don't don't be a, you know, a prick. Pick it up. Eat it. Bring your family home some dinner. Um, thank you, Garrett, from Harvard University, so much for calling in. You're welcome. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. Alright guys, um, I think that about does it for tonight. I hope you uh, enjoyed this installment of Yodig. Uh, I did officially get the name changed, Yodig. Um, so, cool. Um, I will talk to you all again next Wednesday. Same time, same, you know, great channel. Um, it is 8 to 9, Yodig, on Wednesdays. Um, yeah, I don't know what we're going to be talking about next week. I do a lot of it on the fly. Hopefully... Um, hopefully it'll be good take some more callers that was fun um, I will say I will say I'm going to try to if 
if I can, maybe play a little this, a little bit of this uh, Wendy's tabletop role-playing game. And if I do end up playing with it with uh, some friends, I will for sure keep track of some of the fun things that we do, some of the stories that we collect, and we'll share them next week in the next installment. Uh, you all have a great, cozy evening. Go bundle up and stay warm, because it is cold and sometimes raining. Uh, this has been You Dig. Peace out, everybody.